From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Six, take this, haters. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. Yeah. We gotta listen to Kanye until he's done. And then we're going to talk a little football. All right, Kanye, I appreciate that. Listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man, we made it right. Hey, we're, man, we're I'm glad we... Hey. You know, the last time you said we made it, I had to correct you and let you know we really didn't make it. Because I was at the... We were at the Super Bowl and you thought we made it and we didn't make it. Oh, I made it. The Giants won. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, man? Well, I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? It was a long week watching uh, pro football. Well, you know, it's good, but, you know, that's always a good thing because football is one of those things that a lot of men and women yearn for the game of yeah, football. Yeah, they yearn for the game, no sex, no going out, just sitting in front of your TV, drinking beer, eating tacos, eating man, that's, that's, watching that's, the game. Man, I don't know about you, but, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good life. You know, you left one thing that's out of there, you've got to throw that back in there. You, you know, you've got to have a little bit of that. You don't have to worry about nobody. Just kick back and relax, man, watch the game. Enjoy those great announcers they have on the NFL. NFL. No. That way, fan man. I mean, I can't wait till next week. Why are you being critical of our colleagues? You know, start the critical of everything about Anquan Bolden of the Phoenix Cardinals. Have you read about this? Well, the thing about it is, I've read about it, I've watched it, and you know, it's it's. I just think again, it's one of those things that perhaps maybe people on the outside don't quite understand. He has a three-year contract, you know, and they said, you know, they promised him this and they promised him that. And blah, blah, blah. You know, but he has a three-year contract, and now he's saying he doesn't want to talk to the coach, his boss. I'm not talking to you anymore. I don't want to deal with you anymore, and I want to be traded. You know what? I was reading this story, and the Cardinals gave up a bunch of first-round draft picks. A bunch of teams wanted, wanted uh, Bolden, and they, they said no, and they're not going to give him the money, it seems like. He has three years left on his contract. He's only getting paid $2.5 million this season, but, you know, they said they're going to get him a new deal and nothing. Well, so, you know, that's, I mean, that's what, do you, what do you do in a situation like this? Well, that's, that's, how did Anquan get himself in a big mess? Well, that's the beauty of professional sports. I mean, that's what we—that's what looks so beautiful when you look at it and you love it, you know, because you always got some drama going on. There's always something to talk about. But the fact of the matter is, professional sports is unique. It's not like any other creature that exists. If you work for IBM and you wanted to go to work for Oracle and Oracle gave you a better deal, you go, baby. That's it. You're done. You go. Football's not like that. You have a one-way contract, and <laughs> you know that's. Oh well, yeah, like- he has a, he has a three three years left on his contract, and I, and I knew this because I am a psychic. I know I am the prophet. I knew when they gave Larry Fitzgerald that forty million dollar deal that this guy was going to start crying and carrying on, and that's exactly what happened. And now he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Will not communicate with the coach. And will not do anything. So it's a very unhappy situation in uh, Arizona. And, you know, Arizona over the years has been promising fans we're going to have a better team. They bring in Wisenheim. And, you know, the Bidwells <clears throat> that are really not too well liked in the NFL among fans, the fans anyway, um, here they are playing around with this guy. Either give him the money or get rid of him. Well, I mean, that's one. You know, you can't have this discord on the team. You can't have this with this team. This team is bad shape as it is anyway. And now they continue on with this mess. Now it's all over national news about this guy. And um, you know, they got to get their act together. That Rod Graves has to go. I'm sorry. Well, let me just say this: the the problem is not with Anquan. He's going to play. All you got to do is put him out there and throw the ball to him. He's going to catch it. But but that's what I'm saying. He's a very good football player. So why don't they reward him? He's been in the in the league six years. He's already proven his worth. I mean, and then they they play around. 
down with him. I blame this on the front office. And well, I you think don't have he, to. He should go out and play. You know he's getting fined $15,000 a day? Well, here's the fact of the matter. $15,000 a day. Yeah, but that's going to be a write-off. He's going to donate it to some charity. It's going to be a write-off. But the, you made one good point. What's the point? One, you, should, one? you should pay the player because nowadays players, you know, they're only with you for so long. They're, 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 I guess the, the average player lasts for about, you know, three and a half years. Mm. But you got a guy who's been very productive. Again, the chemistry of the team is extremely important. If Wizenhunt wants him on this team and he said, yes, I want this guy on this team. Yeah, but he doesn't. He says he doesn't want to talk to the boss no more. Screw the well, boss. That's, again, you know that's what my feeling is? I think Anquan now wants to go to Miami. He wants to go to New York, Philly. He wants to go to, to a team where there's a lot of party atmosphere, not in that desert stuck in the middle of nowhere. He wants to go out and be well-known. He's not well-known in the league. I mean, amongst football, hardcore fans he's known, but he's not really known. I mean, if you went to somebody, to an Eagles fan, they wouldn't know who he is. Well, well, we're going to talk about something else other than the Eagles because I know that's your favorite no, team. No, but no, listen, I'm we got the Eagles. I'm just saying, you know, overall, this guy. Well, let's see. Please do. Okay, let us see. We, as a matter of fact, we have a, a guest on the line with us today. We, we'll welcome him uh, to join us here in a second. But I just want to say a little bit about the gentleman who's about to join us. His name is Paul Burke, and, and Paul's one of those guys who spent a lot of time in the weight room. You know, he knows a lot about spending time in the weight room. He knows a lot about getting your body in shape. You know, preparing I need to talk to him now. Uh, physical fitness. And, hey, you know, that's one of the things you got to do in the football field. And I always say, you know me, fam, man. I'm always one of those guys. Listen, if football was all about lifting weights, then I'd just go directly to the gym and I'd get all the bodybuilders and put them on the football field. But it doesn't work like that. But he's a football fan, too. Hey, Paul, you there with us? Ah, boy. I thought there he Paul is. He's there. Paul, you there? I'm here. There he is. Hey, how you doing there, Paul? Good. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful, man. Listen, I got my, my good buddy, my co-host, the number one co-host in the world, Fan Man, with me. Why don't you say hello to him? Hey, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Hi. How are you? Okay. Hanging in there. Hey, Paul. Listen, I know you're, you, you're out there on the East Coast, man, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I think you're a New England fan. Is that right? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I I have a, do I have a choice? Well, you, you, well, perhaps maybe you might, but we're not going to talk about that. What I do want to talk about is, since you are a fan, man, give us some perspective, some insight. What's happening with Tom Brady? That We report on the Cardinals out here in Phoenix. We get a lot of that. But you got any insight? Is, is this a mysterious injury? Is it a serious injury? Is he going to play? Is he practicing? Are we just not seeing everything? What's happening out there? Well, I think uh, with, with Belichick holding his card so close to the vest, so to speak, that um, – Brady probably was injured last year, mm. um, uh, right prior to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's not an excuse for... Uh, that's what I was just going to say, Paul. Is that an excuse no, for what happened? No, it's not as an excuse as far as, <laughs> as, as far as performance is concerned. Uh, but I do think he was, was injured last year. And I'm not sure if it's a high ankle sprain or... or a lower ankle sprain, or someone stepped on his foot. For all I know. Yeah, they're not really saying too much about that. They're not, you know, they're just saying he has an ankle sprain, but they're not really going into details. And then on the NFL, they were talking about Peyton Manning, and they were talking about about uh, what's his face in New England in regards to um, infections into the ankle that it ruins careers, and they got into all that. It can. Yeah. It can. And um, you know, Brady, even though he's tough, and uh, you know, he does lift weights, uh, he has a pretty small uh, musculoskeletal system, so um, he's not a really rugged uh, built guy. Uh, so if indeed he does have a high ankle sprain, um, or, or an ankle sprain for that matter, I think it's, it's lasted some time. 
and uh, he, I think he's still having trouble with it. Hey, the Paul, let me ask, this is Ray. Let me ask you a question, Paul, because I, I know you do a little bit about things. Uh, well, you, 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 if I'm not mistaken, your career, your professional career, you do some things with health and nutrition and stuff like that. Yes. Is, is there something that he can do besides, you know, just a normal uh, rehabilitation that the average person might know? Just yeah, something else you think lot, they may be trying with him? There's a lot he can do, uh, especially nutrition-wise. Over the years, I, I've seen um, guys come and go, especially out of the NFL, uh, with, with injuries to joints and a lot of times those could be prevented or, um, you know, the, uh, the, the recovery time could be, uh, you know, decreased in, in length by, uh, by eating a specific way. And in that, I mean, take out all of uh, the um, foods that can uh, cause uh, a crystallized uh, uric acid in the joints and that that usually is uh, red meat sugar uh, wheat uh, alcohol uh, not in bad shape <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, hey, if that was your prescribed uh, remedy for Matt liner here we might have a problem but uh, <laughs> uh, for, for that was for Matt I don't know if hey, it worked did you watch that game did you watch uh, New England and Tampa Bay yeah I'm, well. afraid, I'm afraid to say that uh, uh, even last year I think New England's defense started to show its age and you know I'm not sure what uh, their their future is um, but they seem to have had a history now of allowing really great uh, safeties and, and uh, cornerbacks to go away with uh, you know starting with a lawyer Molloy all the way up to Samuels and now their their linebacking core is you know old and uh, that three-man front, they're so well paid, I'm beginning to wonder if they're not just sort of taking a vacation sometimes. It seemed like that the other night. Uh, they, they seemed just, just like, hey, man, you know, so what? And uh, one, somebody mentioned uh, on the air, they said, you know, when football players, and especially in the NFL, and during preseason and during the season, when they put those cleats on, they go out there to win. That's what they do. They don't care if it's a preseason game. And, of course, Ray knows this as well as anybody. You know, you're out there to get a job or save your job. But in this case, watching New England play Tampa Bay, I, I thought for sure in myself, I was going to say New England's going to run over them, and Tampa Bay just crushed them. Mm -hmm. And that quarterback on New England, is like, that backup is, like, really not yeah, – Well, I, I think if I'm not – hey, guys, I, I think they were really exposed in terms of they being New England. I think they were exposed in terms of what their, their backup position. I think – if Tom goes down, they're in, they're in big trouble. But, uh, yeah, you're right. When it's preseason, whenever it's preseason, and I think many times, uh, you know, people don't give preseason. Um, the, the, I, let me say this. In terms of the, it's a job interview for a lot of these players. And so there should be a little bit more enthusiasm and respect and actually critique of the game because this is where you can decide really who are going to be, you know, the, the future of the league because some of these guys are backups and they'll end up being the starters or either they won't be on the team at all. So I think the preseason is a lot more important to those guys that are out there. It's very important to those guys. Well, hey, it's look, a matter of look, at la look at last night with New York and Cleveland. I mean, New York comes in the first quarter, it's 30-3. to Wow. Yeah, they well, you're, you're right about that, fam, man. 30-3, to 3, I don't have an excuse for that. I know that was a low blow for the Browns as we go into this commercial break. Hey, Paul, uh, hold on for a second. Whenever you hear music, we got to take a break. Okay. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports with the voice on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Batman. 
We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all righty you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world fan man and it's been some time fan man but we are going to be rejoined with uh with our our great correspondents out of philly we got jeff Mosher along with hey, us jeff. today Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, hey one man, thing great. I want to say before we talk to Jeff a little bit, just an update on, uh, on Anquan Bolin. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt, the coach, um, is asserting that the two have stopped communicating, and the coach reiterated that the team's desire to negotiate a contract extension for Bolin will go on. They're communicating, well, the coach know, says. We have drama. <laughs> Fam, and it's always going to be drama when one person wants one thing and another person doesn't. You know, it's almost like drama is? he's trying to take your candy. It's your candy, and he wants to take I it from I want my candy. Give it to me. <laughs> well, hey, Jeff, man, we really appreciate having you back. We've missed you for a while. You've been out there in that hot humidity in the sun of out there in uh, Philadelphia, but you've spent some time with the Philadelphia Eagles, and, uh, you know, maybe you can give us a little insight uh, of what's happening out that way. Oh, you know, just uh, I think – I think Fan Man said it. Drama? Is that the word? Yeah, <laughs> drama, there you I go. Think that's what it is, Jeff. There, there's always drama, but uh, it seems like things are just finally now starting to come together here hey, with Jeff. the Eagles. You know, Sean Andrews has reported to camp. Hey, Jeff, Eagles look really good. Well, I mean, some people think that. Uh, you know, most people, Fan Man, think that they're a 9 or 10 win team, nothing great. 
nothing terrible. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get a read on them. Well, you know what? They're looking at the youngsters, as you well know. They're looking at the young guys coming up. And, they, you know, the Eagles are smart. You know, they know that the, you know, they're getting older, and they need to bring these new guys up so they can compete the next uh, year or two years. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, Deshaun Jackson certainly is giving uh, the, their fans a lot, of, uh, a lot of optimism. It's just the preseason, but he's made a bunch of nice catches. I think he's leading the team in, mm-hmm. in uh, receiving during the preseason. And people think he can be that kind of added weapon that the team needs. You know, I, I tend to look at it as just the preseason right now, and, you know, once the once once everything starts to count, you start to see those guys kind of diminish a little bit as far as their their role. But now, hey, there's always the potential. Well, you know what? A lot of a lot of people are saying the Giants aren't going to you know uh, go back to the Super Bowl again. But uh, after last night's game, what they did to Cleveland in the first quarter, uh, that was pretty uh, pretty, uh, pretty damaging. Uh, uh, to uh, man, I told you. Uh, you know, we talked about that. And what do you mean talk uh, about the only thing I would right? say about they, they, that they is again, thirty to three. They, but they, that that's that's preseason. There were some mistakes that were made. A couple mistakes. fluke, a couple fluke plays that happened. I, I I wouldn't give much credence to that that victory last night. I think the Giants do look pretty good. I'm, I'll give you yeah. that. But I, I wouldn't necessarily say that was an indication of how the Giants are going to be just you know going throughout the league and just killing everybody. Well, thirty to like three by halftime. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't seem like I know people want to label their Super Bowl victory a fluke, and and maybe you know they did really play a David versus Goliath role, but that front seven is not is not a joke. That's a very good front seven. Pressure is everything in the NFL, and wait till they put Kenny Phillips, their first round pick at safety. Wait till you start to see him run with the first team defense a little more. I think it's just going to be an even more aggressive, a quarterback attacking type defense, and I don't. I think you'll see the the Giants will not. They may they may have a little lag off. They may not get back to the Super Bowl, but they're not going to be a uh, a bottom feeder. I don't think unless well, they have know, a lot of. Interest. Oh, I don't think they're going to be a bottom feeder at all. I think they're going to be right in the, right in the middle of the playoffs. I think. Hey, I hey Paul, think you still get there? Past Dallas. Yeah. Hey, I don't Paul. think they'll get past Dallas. Really? Well, hmm. see, guys, you got to think about it. We, you know, that's a very tough division. That division is going back to the way it was. You know, in in the eighties, and that yeah. is where the Giants were good. You know, the Eagles that went to the Super Bowl, the Redskins won two Super Bowls, and the Cowboys won Super Bowls. That's what it looks like is about to happen mm-hmm. right now as we look at the NFC East. That's a very strong division. You know what, Ray, I would love to – I'm sure you can probably give the best perspective about this, but uh, the, N- the NFC East is really – it's really changed. I mean, the, the, the dimension of it. It used to be, and it still is to some extent, you know, brutal defenses, smash-mouth football, but Tony Romo threw for 4,000 yards last year. The Eagles run a West Coast offense based on McNabb, who's very capable of throwing 4,000 yards. Jim Zorn is now going to put a West Coast offense in in Washington. I think you're seeing a little bit of a different identity for him in this division. Yeah, but I think uh, what I was speaking more to the uh, the level of competition in terms of wins and oh, yeah. you know, wins and losses, the you know, and the be. fact that you can eliminate yourselves just by being in that division. You know, you, if you don't win it, you got to hope to be a wild card, and it could be, you know, a few of them come from that division. Hey, hey, Jeff, what do you feel about the Green Bay Packers? What, what, what do you think's going on up there with their new quarterback? Well, I mean, I feel like they put an awful lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers to be a mm-hmm. savior. Uh, when, you, when you say you don't want Brett Favre back because you're ready to move into the future behind Aaron Rodgers, you're putting a lot in your quarterback. Now, I know they have a great, well, a very good defense, up-and-coming defense, and they have some weapons around Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, the attention always goes to the quarterback, and 
Uh, it boggled my mind a little bit that they wouldn't bring back Brett, but I guess that they're ready to proceed into the next generation. Well, you know, that, watching that game, the O line, it just—they didn't seem like they were protecting him. Or you know, Ray, off the air, Ray and I were talking about it, where you know he has like three steps, three one thousand steps to take, and by he got to the two thousand step, number two, he was plummet, plummeted to the ground, mm-hmm. or he was throwing it and it was going nowhere. I, you know, what Bam is talking about is basically, you know, the quickest pass that you get in the league is, is like a three-step drop, you know, 1,000, yeah. 1,000, 2,003, and you let it go. Right. I mean, he was going back, and they actually were showing it on, on TV. He was getting to, you know, 1,000, 1,002, and boom, you know, he was down. All right, you know, so my so question is, where's the O-line at protecting him? Because that is the future of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well, maybe it will turn out to be a blessing in disguise for Brett Favre, if that's the case. Yeah, that's the, the Green case, Bay Packers Brett Favre still playing in two years, right. Yeah, yeah but I, I would just say this, too, guys. I, you know, I think also, you know, Aaron Rodgers has to be the type of person to understand that, okay, you got to move a little bit, too. You can't just sit there in the pocket, you know. You, you don't have to be necessarily, and, and I never understood. Yeah, but Ray, Ray, he's a rookie. He's not a rookie. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's a rookie. He's only played what four downs. Well, no, no, he's he's, he's been in the league long enough not to be a rookie. Time. Doesn't mean that he that he's played. Well, that. you look at Brady uh, Quinn. You know, they you, say you're not even a rookie after your first four yeah, games you go. in the NFL, Sam, man. Uh, there you uh, go. You uh, look NFL. at Brady Quinn last night. Brady Quinn didn't look like a rookie last night. I mean, he Brady looked like Quinn somebody who really had a couple last games night. under you, his belt. You didn't like it. He was always crying about, remember the draft day when he was crying? Oh, yeah. yeah pretty oh, good. yeah. I still feel the same way. I mean, but I tell you what, I, I it looked like a couple way. rookies. I thought Brady Quinn did really well. Well, he did, exactly, and that's what I'm Better saying. Better than Matt he, Leonard. Yeah, uh, you know, you look at Rodgers. He's been in the league a lot longer than Brady's been in the league. But uh, but let me move on. Let me let me ask a couple of questions because I'm a little concerned. We've already talked a little bit about Tom Brady before you joined us. And, uh, Paul, you're still there with us, am I right? I am. Yeah, uh, there's another big quarterback that's out, man, that nobody said anything about him. It's kind of like quietly, you know, under the radar. But, but Peyton hasn't been, you know, where's Peyton been? Peyton Manning, of course. I, Who are you asking, Ray? Well, I know I was asking Paul. Yeah, I, mean, I know oh, okay. they keep an eye on their quarterback out there in New England. Just wondered if they're concerned about that other quarterback, of which, you know, is always uh, his nemesis, you know, which is uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Tony Dungy is certainly more uh, sort of uh, friendly to the press uh, as opposed to Bill Belichick. I Evidently, uh, he's just recovering from a surgery. That's all I know. Is that... Is that what you guys have heard? Well, I they were really talking heard. about on, on the games, on, on the preseason games, that he possibly could have, possibly could have an infection. We talked about that earlier in the show. Oh, is that right? Uh, and that, if that infection has hit into those bones, that could be the end of his career. So, you know, they're, they're, they're just assuming that. They don't know that for sure. Well, the war, you know, the toughest thing uh, most people don't realize is that once, you know, once the doctors or surgeons lay your you know, body open, so to speak. There's all kinds of uh, really tough bacteria in hospitals, and, you know, that flesh-eating bacteria, uh, streptococcus, and uh, other things can get in there and, and really uh, really cause a lot of damage. And, uh, you know, people go in there thinking that it's just a one, two, three shot. Yeah, but don't you think, you know, not that easy. getting back to New England, if New England's uh, backup quarterback, I mean, he didn't, he didn't show too much promise. You think they would go after some quarterbacks that are sitting around right now. Um, yeah, I, I always thought that they would, too, uh, especially the way he uh, Castles looked in the past. I mean, you're right. If, if Brady goes down, uh, the Patriots go down with him. Um, yeah, but who's out there? I mean, you, you got maybe Dante. Dante you got what, maybe Dante Culpepper is maybe the only quarterback that's out there. I mean, all of a sudden now, you know, you look at the NFL in preseason, it's like, 
you know, we have an abundance of quarterbacks. But yet and still, you know, last year we were looking for a senior citizen who was, the, you know, the highest in demand in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, are you seeing that the quarterback uh, position has all of a sudden upgraded itself now that we got an abundance of quarterbacks out there? Oh, well, yeah, certainly. And I think Tom Brady became the, the, you know, the measuring stick for that a couple of years ago. And when he took over for Bledsoe and then started winning championships, people recognized how important it was to have a backup quarterback who can who can move the chains and who can do well. I mean, then you saw you saw the Packers draft Aaron Rodgers when when you know even when Green Bay. Uh, I mean, even when Brett Favre was still there, you seen the Eagles draft Kevin Cobb. Even with McNabb, you know, only 31, still in the prime of his career. I think everybody's always looking for that. That I mean, the number two quarterback has become a very important person to have, and you see what happens when when teams let a good one slip, like you know when they let uh, Drew Brees go from San Diego, who went to New Orleans and became a, an All Pro quarterback. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, and, and for some reason, I don't know what happened to him, but he seemed like he got new life. But I, I thought that Brian Greasy looked pretty good for Tampa Bay the other night. you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. You know, I think we've seen that a lot from Brian Greasy, <laughs> you know, preseason games or even sometimes as, as uh, spot, spot fill-ins do a, do a good job. It's just over the course of the season, he really hasn't had the, the, that same type of success. And what do you attribute that to, Jeff? What do you, why do you think he can't consistently perform when, you know, I mean, coming out of college, he was a decent quarterback. Well, why do you think he hasn't been able to consistently perform? Oh, I don't know, Ray. I mean, there are so many factors. You know, I, I, you know, in Denver, he had a, a pretty good year. Uh, I think his first year there, and then you know, they've always had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, their offensive line's always been good, but they hadn't always had great receiving weapons. And you know, he was with I think uh, Chicago last year. They were in a little bit of disarray. I don't know if he's ever been on a team that had a great stability as far as the offensive coaches and everything around him. But then again, I'm sure that if he was a better quarterback, he would have also found a way to stick somewhere, too. Exactly, because I, I, you know, I truly believe this. You know, they always say that the cream rises to the top, and, yeah. and that says a lot. You know, he is, he's the leader. He's the captain of that ship. And if, if he has the ability to do it, he should be able to, uh, you know, take his team, you know, lead his team to victory and, yeah. you know, ultimately playoffs and, and hopefully the Super Bowl. Well, you know, in Tampa Bay, they got, what, Garcia, they have uh, Josh McCallan. Or Luke McCown. Yeah, but Garcia's job wasn't guaranteed him a couple weeks ago when Brett Favre was out there. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, it, you know, you just you just never know in this league, <laughs> you know, you think, uh, you know, you, you can be comfortable, but then you never know, you know. And God forbid you get hurt and somebody steps in there and, and they do a good job. Oh, okay, guys. Uh, I thought uh, I heard music there. Did I hear music? I nope. didn't hear any music. I no thought music. I heard music. Oh, there it is. I thought I, I heard, heard music. See? <laughs> you guys. That's because I got uh, a special set of uh, headphones on here, guys. Listen, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one co-host in the world. That's Fan Man. That's Fan Man. And, of course, we'll be back. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. Yes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we're back you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and of course we got our east coast correspondent jeff Mosher with us and uh hey it looks like grossman is getting no love in chicago and and he's out and and orton's in and, and i just want to ask you this jeff you know in the business world when a when a president or a ceo is 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 the head man uh he doesn't take a second seat and take a demotion if that happens he normally has given his walking papers I would say that a starting, uh, you know, wide receiver, quarterback, defensive lineman, whatever, a starting football player in the National Football League, it's the same way. Does Grossman stay on the Chicago Bear team as a backup, Jeff? Does he stay on the team as a backup? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he has to. Uh, and, uh, well, I, what, uh, oh, he doesn't really have any options. He's under contract with the Chicago Bears, and he's their second-string quarterback. And yeah, but he, agree I mean, but, he has a contract, he stays. Yeah, but, I mean, you listen, contracts, we know contracts don't mean anything these days, but, I mean, here's a guy who's, who took a team to a Super Bowl? I mean, y- well, you his stay on that took team. A team to the Super Bowl. I don't know if he did, but his defense did. Well, you know, one thing about it, you know, again, you know, a quarterback is a position that, again, he can make a lot of mistakes, and and people always talk about the quarterback's job is to manage the football game, and obviously he did it well enough to get that team to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But so you're saying, I mean, even as management, does manage, management keeps a guy who's been a starter? Obviously, he's getting paid like he's a starter. You mm-hmm. keep him on the roster as your backup quarterback. The performance-based league. I mean, that's pretty much it. He, he, yeah, he's the guy who went to the Super Bowl two years ago, but 
He's the guy who finished with a losing record last year. Hey, 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 Ray, that's right. What he did a couple years ago doesn't matter. He hasn't done anything over the last couple years, and they need to make a move and move forward and keep him as a backup. That's basically what it comes down to. Well, you know, again, just, that's, that's the National Football League. There's just no that's consistency the there. I don't think it's just the National Football League. I mean, do you not see this in other sports? You see in baseball and basketball, right? Well, I, I, well that's why I asked that question. I, no, I, well, I asked that question, guys, because I, I really don't see that happening many times that you get somebody who is, I mean, the quarterback is, I mean, come on, let's face it, a quarterback is your, your superstar of your team pretty much so. And if that guy is your starter and all of a sudden he's not good enough to be your starter anymore and you bench him, first of all, psychologically, I'm sure, you know, they got these fragile eagles, that's not going to set too well with him. But then for him to sit there, you know, and, and just accept the fact that, He's a backup quarterback, a, a starting quarterback. Once you're a starting quarterback in the National Football League, you believe that you're always a starting quarterback and you like to be in a position where you want to start. Okay, you don't no, want to sit right, the right, well, Let's go to the Cardinals. You have, you have uh, Kurt Warner and you have Hollywood Matt. And, and neither one of those guys are happy with sitting Arizona. on the bench. I mean, that, that, that is a quarterback controversy that's going to explode in the next week, and especially the, after this game, because he's starting Matt Leinart, and Leinart is going to go into the second quarter, and probably, you know, the end of the, uh, end of the second quarter, third, you know, the third quarter, second half of the, of the game. He better prove himself, or I think Warner's going to be the quarterback, I and mean, it's going to be done. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think either one of those guys are really comfortable with the fact that, okay, I'm going to be the backup quarterback after both of them have been started at some point in time. Yeah, I don't really Kurt think Warner they're comfortable. Has a record of winning, and, and Matt does not. Leonard does not have a record of winning. Winning. Are you are you are you advocating that once a guy is a starter, he should be a starter for the remainder of his career? Right? I'm well, confused. I, 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 I was fighting with, with Rex here. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying to you, when you look at the quarterback position, I just think if it's particularly if you're going to keep the guy on your team, mm-hmm. if he was on your team and he was your starter and he's no longer your starter at that quarterback position, no, I don't think you keep that guy. I don't think Donovan McNabb is going to stay there in Philadelphia sitting behind, you know, the other guy who comes in. I just don't see that. Well, I mean, you know, it's almost apples to oranges, I think, because Rex Grossman wasn't a 10-year starter. He doesn't have many Pro Bowls. Yes, he had. And that's why you get rid of him. One year, but if anything, this should drive him to want to be better. I mean, he obviously has not been a tremendously good quarterback over the course of his career that he deserved the benefit of the doubt the way a McNabb or an Elway or Brady would be. I mean, this is a guy who's been a mediocre quarterback for okay, most of so, his career. Okay, but, but Jeff, you, you, you almost you know, confirmed my position then. Then why keep the guy? Why, why, is he, why are you going to keep him? Why well, not I'm get sure that they wouldn't keep him if they had any better quarterback. That's right, exactly. Jeff, I agree with you. Well, they must have a better quarterback. On top of it. They must have a better quarterback. They've got somebody else who's going to be starting. The other guy's just going to... Maybe they should put Grossman in, in Arizona. Well, I'm saying they don't have a better backup quarterback. Well, yeah, and again, well, you're good. that goes back to your, your, uh, your rule of backup, and that is you've got to have an adequate backup. And, yeah. and, and I say yes, but again, this guy is a starter. And they're, they're, it's like special teams players. There are special teams players that he's not a starter. You know he's a special teams player. And, and that's right, what he's expected to be, to a special teams player. But once you're a starter, you're, you're a starter, and you're not just supposed to be a special teams player. Because well, if that's the case, this, then... I think that if you're a starter, you know how things work in the NFL. If you're a starter, eventually you'll be a starter. So if Rex Grossman is truly a starter, then he'll probably be a star- starter again for the Bears before we know it, or he'll be a starter somewhere else. But right now, he's not a starter. Okay, let me move on then. Let me move on. Let me move on because I, I, I got I to gotta talk about him before this day is. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, I got to take the time out. You know, it's, it's a little bit half past the, the hour here. And uh, we've always got a friendly visit from our other friends out there in Philadelphia. And we got Eric Butts from...
Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports, which is going to be starting here on the Voice America Network, I believe, this Thursday on the 21st, is on the line with us. Eric, are you there? I am, guys. How are you today? Hey, great, man. What's happening? Nothing much. Looking forward to Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports hey, for man. the first half of our fantasy football preview show. Hey, man, that's great. You know, but I want to say something else. Man. I, I know that uh, you and your brother got a great show, man, and I understand you guys are doing some great things for the troops as well. Is that right? We are. We actually were in the carrier today. Uh, every week we do a 10-minute podcast to send out the troops overseas to keep them in the loop to what's going on in Philly sports so they don't have to spend their Internet time surfing, surfing the web from site to site, and they can communicate with family, pay bills, and do the important stuff that they hey, have we, to do. You make sure they get a chance to download that fantasy sports and particularly that banner that goes along <laughs> with it because that's a, that's a pretty nice banner you got going on there, hey, man. It, it is true, Ray. You can never get too much butts, and I think we <laughs> proved it with our banners. So. Well, listen, uh, speaking of uh, uh, butts, I think we, we're going to talk a little bit about some, uh, some, some tight ends. Am I right? We are going to talk about tight ends today. Well, well, give us a little in the inside perspective about what's happening in the, the fantasy, the suicide right, fantasy thing I'm world. I'm going to do is give you my top five. Okay. Who, and I hate to do this, man. You know I do as an Eagles fan, and I know I have Jeff on the phone who's probably wanting to stick a fork in my eye for doing it. I'm going again with my number one person at this position to be a Dallas Cowboy. Hey, man, this is your fantasy. This is, it's not your heart. It's your fantasy, All right? All fair when it comes to fantasy. That's, that's I know how that it is. Fantasy. All right, good, Jeff. Sure I appreciate that because it hurts to say it, but I'm going with Witten as my number one guy. Most people have Antonio Gates slotted at two. Uh, because of him coming off of a little bit of an injury that I don't know how long it's going to take him to be the Antonio Gates of years in the past, I'm downgrading Antonio Gates to number three and slipping Dallas Clark for the Indianapolis Colts up to the number two position. You know who I would put in number two? I have Kellen Winslow Jr. Oh, there you go. Finishing off the five with Shockey moving to uh, New Orleans. I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. Boy, that's that's an interesting top five. But you know what? I I think I like Kellen Winslow at number two. A a lot of people do. My concern with Kellen Winslow is I don't trust who's the quarterback. If you saw last night, Anderson looked pretty crappy, left the game after a concussion. And Brady Quinn, I'm just not sold on him yet to go. Really, here's where I'm at. In fantasy football, I'm getting Witten or I'm waiting till late to pick a tight end. To me, it's Witten and then a bunch of guys that I won't take a a chance on early. Hey, hey Jeff, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do, actually. I I think Witten's the number one guy. Personally, I think... If you, a start number two would be Dallas Clark for me, and then number three would be Winslow. I'm a little bit worried about Gates, uh, new offense, uh, injury prone, a little older. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. He's still in San Diego, right? He's yeah. still in San Diego. Yeah, he's yeah. Still, it, it's the quarterback that I'm worried about, actually. Phil exactly. Rivers, I'm still not sold on. And uh, I tend to go with a guy in a pass-first system, and that's why I would go with Dallas Clark and Kellen Winslow over uh, Antonio Gates at this point. Yeah, what about the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? What about uh, the quarterback? Yeah, man, yeah, we were talking about, about tight ends, man. You took us oh, way off to the left there. I know the quarterbacks might have a tight end, too. Zach Miller. Zach, I was going to say, Zach, Zach Miller would be a good sleeper guy because, uh, hey, Jamarcus Russell, you know, he's a young quarterback and probably probably going to look to the to the middle of the field uh, yep. uh, to uh, to his guy, you know. The young quarterbacks tend to do that. My hey, guys, guys let me, that I have starred that you could get a little bit later in the draft. Hey, let me say this, guys. Houston Texans, who, although he's a little bit undersized, I think he's an incredible tight end that is going to be the next guy who mm-hmm. you're hearing you know, next year as the number one guy, kind of like he did with, with Gates and Witten over the past couple of years. Eric, what do you think about 
uh, Dustin Keller with the Jets and Favre and uh, everything that he's been. There you go. Uh, I, I like Keller. I, I do like him. I have him pretty low down. He would be someone who I would look to take as a backup tight end late mm-hmm. in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how. Favre seems to be working with him pretty well, and he definitely looks like he's going to be the starting tight end. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like Baker or Bubba Franks is going to come in and take his spot. Uh, but I think yeah, I do like him. Here's the reason I like him. Favre likes his tight ends, and the Jets are going to run a lot of two tight end offenses. Right. Right. And not only that, let me tell you something else. What's a good point, guys, to think about? You know, when you got a quarterback who's going into a situation, he's just trying to get a comfort zone. His running backs and his tight ends, a lot of times those check down routes will be good for him. So I, 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 I think yes. I, like, I like Keller there. And, and plus, you see the way Brett looked for him down at the goal line too, didn't you? Sure. And that's I also his first have two touchdown. guys that switch teams that I like a lot this year. I think Randy McMichael could make a big impact on the Rams this year. And I think that Cincinnati, going and getting Ben Utech, mm. says that they're really going to try to make him a part of the offense, where really the tight end for Cincinnati in, in years past is like if you, if you have someone out and you need to pick someone up, you might look at the tight end. You know, we're, we're coming close to a break, but I want to, you know, since we're into the third preseason of the game starting this week with all these teams, I'd like to have everybody's opinion of who do, who do you think is going to rise to the top here after watching these first two games. Just, you know, overall, basically, quarterback, play, the way they've, 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 they've gone, you know, through the motions. What is everybody, how is everybody thinking, where do you think they're going to end up at based on two preseason games? Go ahead, Eric. Are you asking, like, what team I think is going to rise yeah, what, to the what top? What do you think? I mean, but, you know, you we're all watching football over the weekend during the week. I mean, right now, based on two preseason games, who do you think is going to come to the top? Who's going to well, I was, be- before last week, I was high on New Orleans. I thought New Orleans was going to come out strong this year, but their defense just looks pitiful. So uh, I, I would go, and we talked about this a little bit last week, I would still go uh, with the Vikings being the team that could surprise everybody out of the NFC. And the Jacksonville Jaguars is the team. Hey Jeff, what do you think? If if uh, if Gerard can get back to how he was last year, I think they could could do some damage in the playoffs. Hey Jeff, what do you AFC. think? I, you know, I really liked the Vikings at the end of last season as a kind of a sleeper pick going into this year, but apparently the word's out. So I mean, the Vikings are actually predicted by a lot of people to do well. So I'm going to probably make you want to you know throw up, uh, fan man. But I really believe that there's a lot of talent on that Arizona Cardinals squad, yeah. and I really think that they can compete for a division title. Well, you know, guys, it's interesting you say that because I, I think the Cardinals, and I've told this, I've told Famine this before, I actually <laughs> thought they should they should have made the playoffs last year, but they didn't. But uh, I think they make the playoffs. But I want to tell you, for the teams that I've watched this preseason, in terms of who looks like they may be in, you know, at least the first quarter form, Tampa Bay looked good to me the other night. For some reason or another, they just looked, they looked like they were running on all cylinders, and and, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to say Tampa Bay looks good, you know. We, we never know. It is just preseason. But Tampa Bay looked pretty good to me. Hey, Eric, you still got uh, – you want to finish up on those tight ends? No, that, that was really it. I mean, I got a couple of other guys that I have that you might pick up late in the draft. Crumpler moved to Tennessee, who I think uh, Vince Young is really going to rely on having a safety valve like him at tight end. And I also think that although a lot of people are down on him this year, Greg Olson, he doesn't look like he's been a huge part of the Bears' offense in the first couple of preseason games. But I watched him in college. I watched him last year. He was on my fantasy team. I really believe he's got what it takes to become a premier tight end in the NFL. Eric, I love Greg Olson. If you played for any other team, I would consider him probably almost a top uh, seven guy because of, because of what I think he can do uh, as far as matching up against linebackers and his speed and the way he sure. catches the ball. 
Um, one guy I was curious about, do you still think Tony Gonzalez is a starting t- fantasy uh, tight end? I do think he's a starting uh, fantasy tight end, but Tony Gonzalez is one of those names that I know will always go so much earlier than I'm willing to pick him. So I don't even think about Tony Gonzalez because someone's going to, once there's a little bit of a tight end run, someone who doesn't really know what they're doing is just going to throw out Gonzalez because he's a name. Hey guys, we got music there. I'm sorry to say that, but when we got music, we got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters, and of course we'll be right back after this message. Titties and scam, fifties and realms. Y'all know the sweet wells and trucks, this detail, heartless female. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. We ain't playing around here. You're listening to Rail of Sports with the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Hey, guys, you know, we you know we got a lot of teams in the NFL and, you know, teams that just never get a chance, you know, of, of being in the playoffs or either, you know, winning the Super Bowl. And I'm just going to take a team out of the hat here and just say, you know, the Buffalo Bills were on TV the other day. Anybody got any opinions about how they looked? Uh, did you, Eric, did you get a chance to see the Bills at all? You, you I got, did. What do you think about the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I think Trent Edwards definitely looks like he's improved. 
Uh, he looked legit against the Steelers, at least, throwing the ball, getting it downfield well. I mean, do they uh, have any fantasy picks that you would even, anybody you would even pick? In sure, your I like Lee Evans. I think with Edwards being a better quarterback this year than he was last year, might make, Trent, uh, might make Lee Evans become the wide receiver that they thought he was going to be, a top 10 or top 15 guy a couple of years ago. Okay, well, you know, can I, I'm going to throw another then, one out there. I mean, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's hell, that, that's a hell of a back. running back, right. If he can stay healthy. football, because he's a guy who you know is not only a stud, but he's going to get all the carries in Buffalo. Well, what, what about the Detroit Lions? They're, they've never been to, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, 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 well, you know, the thing about Detroit Lions, too, is there's always something that's going on. The kid to say something else this week that's got everybody fired up. Or, you know, What's happening up there in Detroit? Jeff, you know anything about what's happening in Detroit? Is Jeff still with us? I think Jeff is gone. Oh, I didn't okay. hear anything stupid that uh, Kitna said, although it wouldn't really surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. I, I haven't heard anything. And, and then we got the great Arizona Cardinals, Tweety Birds. Well, I no. had a couple of Arizona Cardinal questions for you guys. Being that you guys, you know, I look as a fantasy guy. I'm not the guy who thinks I know everything. I look for the inside information. So you guys being there in Arizona, two questions for you. First, do you think there's any chance that Tim Hightower wins the running back job over Edger and James before the end of the year? Well, I'll answer that question. Go I ahead. think, I think, uh, uh, Eric, you're 100% right. I think Hightower's going to come in and take the job from the senior citizen as Ray calls him, even though I like Edger and James. But this team has to move on in the running game, and Hightower is really playing good. And this is the type of runner they've needed for a long time. And they just dumped, uh, who was the guy, Ray, uh, what was his name, Sheel? Yep. I'm sorry? The, what was his name, the running back? Marcus? Ship. Marshall Ship. Marshall right? Ship. He's been there since 2001. They just dumped him now to make room for Hightower. So I think Hightower's right. Well, here's what I, I believe. I believe that it becomes a running back by committee. And, and certainly if you want to do that with your quarterback position, you certainly should look at your running backs and consider that. Sure. I thought last year that Arrington should have got a little bit more playing time. J.J. Arrington should have got a little bit more playing time to spell edge. And I think edge perhaps would have been a little bit more effective. I definitely think – that this, uh, there, there's a chance that the young man could get more playing time. So, and what's your, and what's your next question, Eric? My next question is, what do you think? My prediction is that Steve Breston is going to be right behind Deshaun Jackson uh, for the best third third receiver in football this year. I didn't know what you guys thought about him out there, but I, everything I've seen about him and heard about him, I like him. Well, I, th- I tell you this, he's got an unorthodox type of running style, but the, but the man makes plays. I mean, bottom line, when you put the football in his hands, whether he's returning a kickoff or a punt or if he's at, you know, at the wide receiver position, uh, he can catch the ball. He has no fear. He runs back kickoffs, as I said. He does the same thing. He'll catch the ball over the middle. He's got enough speed to take you deep. Uh, hey, that's not a bad pick. I, I like, and he's I like from his Michigan. to get yards after the catch. He right. seems like that guy that can catch a six-yard pass and then break it for 50 yards and you know make a couple of moves and, and have tacklers missing him. Eric and Ray, that's the type of player that the Cardinals need. I agree. That, that's the type of guy that lifts the Cardinals up to the next level, whatever that may be. In and the he's also the guy who is going to be so not, you know, he's going to fly under the radar because everyone's going to look for Bolden and everyone's going to look for Fitzgerald and no one's even going to realize that there's this guy. Yeah, but Eric, we have problems with, uh, with Bolden. He wants to get out. He's not communicating with the coach. He told the coach, go stuff it up your ass. I'm not talking to you anymore. Well, well I will tell you, I am willing to personally drive my car out to Arizona and pick up Bolden. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'll take uh, in, in the back seat of my car will be Greg Lewis and Hank Basket. I will be happy to drive them out to Arizona, <laughs> drop them off, 
pick up Bolden and drive him back to Philadelphia. There you go. Well, they, you know, they've been trying to do a trade uh, over the last uh, four or five months, and the Cardinals have said no, and again, uh, dramatically said no again to, to, the, to the agent, saying, no, we're not going to get rid of him. The guy doesn't want to play for the Cardinals, and they're, they're fighting, and there's a lot of problems and morale problems, and the Cardinals are as bad enough as they are. They don't need this hanging over their shoulders. They should have traded him and got two first-rounders out of Philly or somebody, and uh, they would have made We're never going to get two yeah, first-rounders. we would have given him two, but we definitely, no. I, I think, would have given a high, maybe a first-round draft. A high first-round draft choice would have been great for, for, and we talked about this before, Ray. And not going to get I, rid I, of him. You don't do it. But we did talk about Bolton. I think it was Jeff. And we were talking about Bolton coming to the Eagles. That would have been a great uh, matchup for uh, Donovan and uh, Andrew. Definitely. Well, listen, one thing is not going to happen. You're not going to get rid of him. You're not going to trade him. You know, he, he's a stud. Uh, you know, you need him on your team. He's going to have to play. You know, the man's not going to. Why trade him now? Because the most you're going to get is a pick for him in next year's draft. So why not make him play out the season and then get a pick for him? Well, here's a, here, the, you know what the uh, bottom line is: he has a three-year contract, and I knew this was going to surface as a big mess when they signed Fitzgerald to that four-year, forty million dollar deal. And this guy's making two point five million and couldn't yep. get the contract restructured for some reason. Yep. Hey guys, I, I, they're not going to get rid of him. He'll be here. He'll be playing for us. He'll do the best he can when when his time's up. You know, perhaps maybe they may work a deal for him. But remember now, this is a guy who's had some injuries, too. I believe he, st- he still has a, ham- a hamstring problem, of yep. which, uh, you know, they have some issues with. So, uh, And that is true. You guys will keep him. You know how I know? How you know? Because what will happen is once he's done and old and busted, <laughs> that's when Philadelphia will get him. Well, <laughs> hey, no, no. That's not true, Eric. What happens is Philly usually gets rid of its players. And they go other places and perform extremely well. Yeah, that's what happens. Then they go other places like Forsberg did in hockey, and then we get him back when he's at the end of his career and he's well, not hey, You working. know what, Eric, they had Michael Pittman here. You know, remember him? He played sure. for Tampa Bay, and I think he's playing for St. Louis. Who's he playing for? No, now? he's playing for Denver. He's the third running back he's for the third Denver running back. Right and Pittman was absolutely terrible here. I mean, he just did not get it done. And he again, killed it, it was, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, but, yeah, but see, and him, when he went to Tampa Bay, he got it done because yeah. they had that O-line. And he was a great winner. I always liked watching him, and I always said to myself, this guy is really good, but he's not doing anything. What is it? And then when you watch the O-line, you can figure it out. Then they trade him to Tampa Bay, and off he takes off like a rocket ship. Sure. Well, well he's not doing too well in Denver, if it makes you feel any better. Well, you know what? He's old I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the team. So. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Listen, uh, there's one guy that I'm concerned about before the show ends. Man, Chad Johnson has went down. I, he, he's an entertaining guy, but he's a great football player. A lot of people don't like his antics on the field. But I hope that this young man's shoulder is, is not as bad as they say it is, and he's able to come back. You, you, you worried about him being out at all, Eric? I'm not picking him. You're not going to pick Chad? No, well, yeah, no well because of the injury, I'm I don't think you would. I'm not a big Chad Johnson fan. Uh, I, I don't like – I mean, don't get me wrong. In fantasy football, I do look at him, but I just – I don't like the kind of player he is. I never like a player that puts himself before his team. But this is Chad fantasy. Johnson. You don't think about that. You, you pick the Dallas sure Cowboy. No, you still do because the way someone performs is the way their team thinks about him. And, you know, if, if, if a guy's got an attitude and he's, you know, all about himself, the rest of the team realizes that and the quarterback realizes that. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I would not not pick him because of his attitude, but I'm just not a big Chad. Well, Chad for the past six years, he's probably been the best wide receiver in the league. So, uh, I mean, I think he's done a pretty good job. But, again, I'm surprised to hear that from you from a fantasy guy. But, hey, this is my fantasy that the show would never have to end, but I'm sorry it does. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And I'm sorry to say this, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
see around today to be available for you to see. I'm about to go painting, you know, for me to stay here. I've got to be made. 